You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a President's Day edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast on this beautiful, sloppy Monday. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and we are going to be talking about transactions. They happen, folks. The Yankees signed people or approached signing people. We're going to be talking about the Jay Bruce deal. It's a minor league deal for now. What does that mean for the Yankees lefty bench depth and the Yankees lefties who you already know and love? And it looks like the Yankees are going to be signing Justin Wilson. Remember him? Lefty reliever. Pretty good. Seventh inning guy on the 2015 wildcard team. Wilson seems to be back after it seemed like he was going to re-up with the Mets. What does this mean? What does the Yankees bullpen project out from here? And how much are the Yankees really spending uh, moving forward? And then the Los Angeles Dodgers, speaking of spending, made the Yankees look like fools for staying loyal to Justin Turner while we, nickel and dime, Brett Gardner, and all the other members of the Yankee family. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold for free, you can find us there. Make sure to subscribe and drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question in your review. That would be really helpful for us because we love to answer mailbag questions and we love to hear from you. Thomas Carinante, happy Monday. How's it going? Happy Monday, baby. I am in New York City right now in our office. I had to finally just come here and do something. I'm in a soundproof room. I hope it's all... uh, all nice and clear for the listeners. Uh, but first and foremost, I hope everybody had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You treat your significant other, uh, your partner, husband, wife, whoever it may be, to a great time because that's what we need in this day and age. You know, a lot of dark times here and uh, we got to make the most of it. But uh, a lot of moves for the Yanks. I'm pretty, uh, eh, I wouldn't say I'm pretty thrilled. I, I like them. Uh There is plenty to talk about, though, regarding them and as well as the Dodgers. And there are a few things about this whole Dodgers thing. I know people are mad because they blew past the tax, but don't want to get get ahead of it right now. But there is a reason why Yankee fans shouldn't be as pissed off as they ostensibly are, because we were initially mad when they blew that far past it for Trevor Bauer. But now they're kind of adding, you know, they're making everybody look like clowns after this uh, two year, thirty four million dollar deal for Justin Turner or whatever it was. But there's a reason for it, and we have to be aware of it before we start screaming and yelling on the internet. Yeah, no screaming, no yelling. Hope you did treat your significant other right for Valentine's Day. Loyalty is always appreciated, uh, whether it's in the Bronx, Los Angeles, or where you live. Folks, quick reminder, this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast support is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. 
Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. They've created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And do not use the same trimmer that you use on your face as your balls. That's just nasty. That's a message for Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers who, you know what? I honestly don't know. And if Justin Turner came up to me in the locker room and was like, dude, FYI, I use the same trimmer for my face and my balls. I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. And you should stop doing that. Uh, if you're interested in the Manscaped product and why wouldn't you be the crop preserver, keep you smelling nice, the lawnmower 3.0, all this good stuff. Make sure to visit their site, get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code fansided20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And Thomas, our balls are thankful for Jay Bruce, I guess. Uh, the Yankees signed a lefty masher. Uh, the, this is serious left-handed power for the bench, uh, and this has big ramifications. It's just a minor league deal. It's $1.35 million if he makes the team, but Jay Bruce is a name. He's far more likely to make the team than, like, Asher Wojciechowski. Uh, certainly worth examining, and a lot of people went out of their way on Saturday when the signing became official to tell us, oh, don't count the Yankees out in the Brett Gardner chase now. Just because Bruce exists doesn't mean it's a Brett Gardner replacement. Doesn't it seem likely, more likely than not, that it is a Brett Gardner replacement? It feels that way, but the more you think about this, like I, I, have always kind of been a, a fan of Jay Bruce. I, the lefty power obviously speaks for itself. It's, uh, it's a great option to have off the bench with the short portion right field, but he hasn't really been good since 2017. Um, I think this is more so insurance than anything in case things don't work out with Gardner. Um, and we heard from Brian Hoke last week. Uh, who was answering some mailbag questions on MLB.com. And somebody asked him about uh, what's, what's going on with Gardner, because we saw, you know, the report that they hadn't even begun negotiations or made him a contract offer at this point. And it's the middle of February with pitchers and catching reporting like today. Yeah, uh, it's happening. So it's here. Brett Gardner still isn't signed, but he said that he will, he will believe that Brett Gardner is not a Yankee when he sees it. So he's saying that if he, he is not, losing any hope in this reunion until it's opening day and Brett Gardner is not on the team, which I guess would give you some sort of optimism on that front. And you look at Bruce's numbers. First of all, Gardner is a million times more valuable than Jay Bruce for a multitude of reasons. The first of which is he could play center field. Uh, he could play all the outfield positions if need be. And he's still a very good fielder. Um, uh, he's also, he's also a better hitter all around. If we're talking about average OBP, um, and OPS, uh, Gardner, remember one year removed from a career year, Jay Bruce, largely since 2018, he had a 680 OPS with the Mets. Um, and, uh, yeah, just the Mets in 2018, 680 OPS. He only played in 94 games and then came 2019. He split it with the Mariners and the Phillies, uh, between those two teams, 784 OPS. He had a much better, uh, showing in Seattle, um, and then with the Phillies last year, uh, not not really a great year, but it was a shortened season. We can't really obviously judge him on that. However, uh, he is up there in age. He'll be 34 by the time uh, we're in the middle of this season or even by the beginning of this season. So nonetheless, I think it's a great insurance move. I like it in the event that we don't get Gardner back, but I think if they end up re-signing Brett Gardner, then Jay Bruce is not going to make the team, and that's just the way it's going to be. 
Absolutely. And you wonder if in that case, Bruce is willing to go to Scranton. I feel like he would be on it. You know, at this yeah. point, without the universal DH, Jay Bruce, unfortunately, you know, a very prominent player a couple of years ago. No NL team is even probably entertaining signing Jay Bruce uh, at this juncture. He's, you know, a backup first base, backup outfield type and prominent DH. You know, if a, a National League team might give Jay Bruce 100 games at DH, an American League team probably wouldn't want to count on him as their primary DH unless there was some tanking group of weirdos. And he needs to rebuild his value. He, he had a, you know, 100 with power type season last year. So uh, if he doesn't make the team, he'll probably go to Scranton. And that's great. That's that's Logan Morrison type depth. Remember when the Yankees had him a couple of years ago? You never saw him in the majors, but it made perfect sense to keep him, you know, in the ranks. That's really what this is. Uh, but if he tears the cover off the ball at spring training, he could make the team. And if Brett Gardner doesn't, you know, if we if we don't sign Brett Gardner, we do have Jay Bruce. But like you said, signing Gardner still feels like a very realistic option, although he is not not capital NOT coming back at this five to $7 million range. It's just no. not happening. And if he still seeks that level of monetary compensation, then he might want to rent a short-term apartment in Seattle or St. Louis. Speaking of the reason why the money is not going to be a fit, you know, the Yankees were never going to pay Gardner five to 7 million, no matter what. But now it's super not happening because it would seem that they're getting ready to sign Justin Wilson, the lefty reliever who immediately slots in as like their fifth most important guy. But that's not really a reflection on Wilson. That's a reflection on the depth in the bullpen he and Darren O'Day are going to sort of be able to split, you know, handoff duties back to back. Um, he, he's got like a, an under four FIP each of the last three years. More strikeouts than innings pitch was great in Queens, great in Chicago, great in Detroit, and was great in New York in 2015. Um, you, you, if, if Justin Wilson is your seventh inning guy, which he was for the Yankees in 2015, then perhaps that's an overreach at this point. But you'd be hard pressed to find a better like fifth on the totem pole than Justin Wilson. He's someone we thought that the Yankees were probably priced out of the market of. We, we assumed the, the projection was like $5 million, $5 million annually, and the Yankees only have $10 million or so of wiggle room under that luxury tax, which they will not pass. Um, so you kind of struggle to fit Wilson in that mix. Maybe he gets three and a half. Maybe it's a two-year deal. It certainly seems like he's going to get under that $5 million total. Uh, two-year, $10 or $11 million deal doesn't feel reasonable at this point, especially if the Yankees are the team that are close to finishing negotiations. These first got serious on Saturday morning. It's somehow been a three-day cycle. Now it seems like it's going to be happening. But Gardner at Gardner's perceived value, plus Wilson, even at this muted value, that's not going to happen. The both of them isn't going to work. So Gardner's going to have to come in way below the number he's projected for himself. Uh Keeping all that in mind, you think Wilson's a solid deal, don't you? I do. Um, and I would love a multi-year deal here because we got to keep the bullpen intact for next year as well. Very important. And that'll be the last year that this bullpen is pretty much all together uh, before a bunch of guys hit free agency, most notably Zach Britton and Aroldis Chapman. Uh, but I like Wilson a lot. Uh, I, I don't think he will. Yeah, I, I think at this point, um, the Yankees are kind of going to be uh, aside from uh, Chapman being the closer, obviously, because that's been like mainly the only constant. I think they're kind of going to do a, 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 a roles by committee beyond that. And Wilson fits that nicely because he's a lefty because he could come in in the sixth inning because he theoretically, if there's a bunch of lefties coming up in the eighth, he could be the eighth inning guy. If Zach Britton needs some rest, you never know. Uh, Wilson's been around for a while. Like we said, he was on the Yankees a few years ago. Um, the thing that I'm not crazy about with him is his career whip is 1.28. I don't really like, I'd like to see that closer to the, the, the 1.10 mark for relievers, but that's just me. Um, also only 9.9 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, he does have, you know, 
large, he does have more strikeouts in inning pit, innings pitch, which is good, but he's not exactly, you know, sitting guys down. And when you look at the, the, the whip figure, it, it would indicate that, um, he does walk a fair amount of guys or puts a fair amount of guys on base, but I would love a multi-year deal here. We need another lefty in the pen. I think it's another great change of pace option uh, to kind of uh, piggyback off what we're doing with Darren O'Day, uh, him taking out spot essentially. Um, but yeah, I, there's no details on the, on the, the contract here or any of that sort. I would like to see it in the multi-year range. You never know. Maybe they give him a little bit for this year and they, they uh, they give him a team option with a with a favorable buyout next year or with with a decent salary. I like to think the same is going to be for Gardner too. Assuming Wilson, I guess, is a little bit up there. If we're talking three and a half, four million, if that's how high they have to go, you would think Gardner comes back probably in you know maybe the three million range, and then he gets a team option for next year with another buyout. You know, kind of like this year, two point five million, which would essentially make him another five and a half million, kind of like what happen this offseason with the, with his buyout you just keep piggybacking the buyouts with the lower salaries and it ends up just being a bigger salary you're just spreading the money across so it's not hurting you in any given year um but nonetheless i love this wilson deal because he has the experience because he has the pedigree and we saw what happened in the playoffs when we're relying on uh some of these young guys that we don't really have a role for most notably uh jonathan the wise ago we don't i keep seeing things about him maybe competing for the fifth starter but then he's coming in out of the bullpen in a very crucial high leverage inning against the Indians in the wild card series. Like, I don't even know what's going on with him. I don't know if any Yankees beat writer really knows what's going on with him. I think they're just assuming because his, his, uh, his role has been undefined for so long. Um, but I would much rather have a guy like Wilson in there who, you know, you can go to instead of kind of throwing darts at the ball with these other young guys. And look, I would like to see these young guys come through, but 2020 was just so shitty didn't help anybody. It didn't help anybody carve out a role with the exception of Davey Garcia. He looks like he could potentially be a back end starter, but everybody else was kind of in limbo and it's unfortunate that that's the situation, but the Yankees kind of need to figure out what they're going to do with their bullpen. And they can't really have any of these, uh, you know, toss up innings where they're bringing somebody in where they don't really know what to expect. So in the end, Wilson, if this is a multi-year deal, even if it's a one-year deal, I like it. If it's a multi-year deal, absolutely love it. Well, that's the thing. I love Nick Nelson and I love Loisaga in theory. And Luis Sessa has been better than all of us perceive him to be. We're, yeah. we're too hard on Luis Sessa. Yeah. He's totally fine, but he's much more fine if he's your sixth guy in the bullpen and Nelson and Loisaga are seven and eight. And Michael King comes into the lowest leverage innings instead of maybe having to take the seventh inning one day because, you know, I'm not speaking. It doesn't take a genius to discern that Britton Chapman and Green aren't going to be available every single day. One of them could get hurt. One of them always does get hurt. But even if they're not injured, uh, Aaron Boone doesn't go to all three of his top bullpen options for seven straight wins. Like, that's not how it works. So if the guys you're going to to fill in those gaps are Wilson and O'Day and then maybe Sessa instead of Sessa Holder and maybe Nick Nelson and Loisaga, then you're automatically... You got a better bullpen. You go five deep with people you can trust on a daily basis. And you can probably trust Sessa too, but you don't have to trust him as your seventh inning yeah. guy. Jonathan Holder wasn't wasn't it. And now he's in Chicago and that's fine. But the, the fourth guy in the bullpen was Jonathan Holder last year. And that was not sustainable. So the Yankees are showing that, you know, they no longer want to even pretend to have to sustain that. Yeah, we We're saw what happened with the Rays. They well went, they, they tried to go green Britain Chapman for, the entire series. And then look what happened. They try to go Chapman for what two some two some odd innings and then Brasso takes him deep. So exactly the formula you don't want.
Nope, you never want it. We're going to take the quickest of breaks. When we come back, we're going to be breaking down the Dodgers, their luxury tax, and the Yankees. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So you couldn't pay attention to baseball news this weekend without seeing the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, obviously blitz past the luxury tax threshold to sign Trevor Bauer. They are offenders in more ways than one there because they have... Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Added an offensive mouth in Bauer and also ballooned their payroll to a you know remarkable degree. And once again, we're not impugning them. It's great. I'm glad they're doing that. It's good for baseball that there's an ownership group that says we just won the World Series. We don't care about our stupid, <laughs> the luxury tax is stupid. We'll pay 50% uh, repeater on whatever we pay from here on out. And we're willing to go not only a couple million past it, but 40 or 50 because after they signed Bauer, they signed Justin Turner uh, to a 17 mil annual deal. Now the Dodgers projections are somewhere around $260 million, which the last time I checked, 260 is pretty far past 210, which is where the Yankees absolutely refused to go. They've instead demanded that they reset their own luxury tax penalty for next year. And that's great. But as a repeater, they would just have had to pay 50% more on every, you know, dollar going past the threshold. So Let's say they stopped nickel and diming and they paid Brett Gardner $7 million and they paid Justin Wilson $4 million and they got a trade deadline acquisition for like $5 million. Then they're like $6 million over the threshold and they would have paid $12 million. The Yankees pay the lowest percentage of their total revenue of any Major League Baseball team. So I don't think it's too much to ask to ask them to pay maybe an extra $6 million for a clear improvement. Uh, and P.S., the, the Dodgers stayed loyal. They paid Justin Turner the extra money, who'd been there forever. The Yankees traded out Adam Adovino, a lifelong Yankees fan of the Red Sox, because the Red Sox were the only team willing to take his money. Thomas, where does the Dodgers spending spree leave you? Cold, angry at the Yankees, or just sort of accepting of the whole thing? We, we I think, I have to admit, we've been irresponsible this whole time because we thought the Dodgers have been repeat offenders on the luxury tax, and guess what? They haven't. They haven't gone over the tax since 2017. So when you look at the Dodgers this year and they're blowing by it, you think they're paying 50 cents on the dollar. They're not. They're only going to pay a 12%. Uh, it's, it, I, once you exceed the threshold by between 20 and 40 million, you're subject to a 20% surtax. And that's what they're going to. So they're going to get taxed 12% on every dollar that they spent above 210. And their first round draft pick is going to drop 10 spots. So if you look at the Dodgers situation, they know that they can go for it right now, pay a 12% tax on what an extra $50 million. I don't know math. I think that's probably like 6 million or something. So you're paying an extra 6 million to get all these guys to build this perfect roster. And do the Dodgers really need a higher draft pick? Does it really matter for them if they drop 10 spots? They'll probably just pick the better fucking pitcher in the draft anyway, which they do every single year. And they already have arguably the best farm system in all of baseball. So this is why that this is why we can't really be met. The Yankees would be repeat offenders and they'd be paying 50 cents on the dollar uh, for every dollar spent over 210 million. It's not fun seeing your team be cheap, but the Dodgers have the wiggle room to do it. I have to respect this you have to respect this as a baseball fan 
like you just said, we're seeing an ownership group, group that's saying, we're doing it. We're going for it. We're going to try to do this again. Why not? And it puts them in perfect position because they have a ton of money coming off the books after this year. So Trevor Bauer's stupid $45 million salary for 2022 isn't going to push them over the edge anyway. If they're, you would guess that next year, they're probably going to try to stay below the tax based on all the penalties they're going to incur this year. Um, but I can't be mad because this is what I'd like to see teams to do. Uh, it's just unfortunate that the Yankee situation has kind of spiraled into this. And then we had a global pandemic and this is what happens. Uh, I'm not really defending them because they're still worth $5 billion and everything's fine. But uh, when you have an excuse like the Dodgers do by not being repeat offenders and only getting taxed 12% on the extra 55 or some odd million that you're spending and you're bringing back all these guys. Well, you're bringing back the guy in Turner who is kind of the glue to your roster and you're adding another ACE caliber pitcher. That's what everybody thinks. I don't think that Trevor Bauer is pretty good. He's probably not an ACE, uh, but you add that to the rotation that has a bunch of stars there already. And now you're talking, let's repeat first time since the Yankees 99, 2000. So I like it. I respect it. I'm thankful we don't have to worry about them until potentially the fall classic. Yeah, it's it's much worse for the Padres than it is for us. But it's yes. it's totally fine that the Dodgers want to spend all this money. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing it. Buying championships isn't a real thing. The Yankees tried to buy championships for like two decades, and they only won one championship. Uh, 2009, they yeah, they bought a lot of free agents, and they won the World Series. They also got A-Rod in 2004. That didn't work out. Uh, they got Gary Sheffield, no ring, weird, uh, Mike Messina. A lot of people they purchased using money, which is how baseball works. Uh, and they never won a World Series during most of those years. So it's hard to win a World Series. It's hard to buy a World Series. You got to maximize your window when you can. The Dodgers are acknowledging they have a window. The Yankees are refusing to acknowledge that windows exist. The Yankees instead are trying to operate um, as if Garrett Cole's prime isn't something that you need to maximize as long as you are the best team in the American League on paper. Obviously, October is a bit of a crapshoot. We hope they're right. There are a lot of pitching options in in Bronx Bombers pinstripes. A lot of people on the roster. Uh, maybe they might luck into a World Series one year. Uh, the Red Sox in 2013 had a worse roster than the current Yankees do. That's a true fact. Uh, and that team was a buzzsaw behemoth. You, you really do never know. Um, but kudos to the Dodgers for doing all they could to maximize their chances at repeating. It's much more offensive that the Pirates are going into the season with a $40 million payroll than it is that the Dodgers paid Trevor Bauer $40 million. And I think that's pretty objective. Oh my God. The Dodgers are over fit. They're over 50 million. Oh, so that's, so they have balls, dude. Cause yeah. now, yeah, no. So they're going to get taxed at a 42.5% rate. The first time you exceed between 20 to 40 million, that's the first time rate. And then the second time is a 45% rate. Uh, and then incurs all the draft pick stuff. So Jesus, they're really just, okay. So yeah, be mad at the Yankees, I guess, because they're they're getting taxed almost 50 cents on the dollar. I didn't know that once you hit a certain, once you hit that amount, you get taxed again. So it's very weird how this is this is worded, but apparently it says you're also subject to a 12% surtax, but taxed at, if you exceed it by more than 40 million, it's 42 and a half percent. So <laughs> there you go. Cool. Well, that's why I don't want to have to know the machinations of the tax system. Yeah, I shouldn't. want my team to sign the players that they need to compete for a championship. And if they're not going to, I need them to acknowledge we're not trying to compete for a championship. That's the thing. Yankee signed Garrett Cole. That's great. I didn't care about his $324 million salary. And I definitely didn't care when people were like, yo, his salary is 200 
you know, it's $324 million. I go, great. I don't, I don't care what the salary is. I don't care about anyone's salary. All major league baseball players, players are underpaid by definition, the amount of revenue they rake in for their ownership groups. You know, none of these contracts equate to actual value. They're just random monetary sums. And no one, no fan should be like, is Justin Wilson going to make three or $3.5 million this year? I need to know. No, you don't. You don't need to know. You just need to maybe learn the figure, internalize it, and then move on because there shouldn't be a salary cap. There is, and that's it. That is it. But, hey, if we want to feel good about Justin Turner talking Yanks, just drop this. Justin Wilson tied Dylan Betances for the most appearances on the 2015 Yankees with 74. He had a 3.10 ERA and 66 strikeouts in 61 innings. Then the Yankee, uh, so the Yankees traded Francisco Cervelli to the Pirates for Wilson, and then turned Wilson into Luis Sessa and Chad Green. I think that's pretty cool. And now yeah. Wilson's coming back, so circle of life. Wilson, Green, and Sessa all still have more years on their on their odometers. Uh, pretty cool to see them together again. That's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than we will be more than happy to answer it. It is technically a holiday, folks. You, you cannot fault me for that. Cannot. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrich. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find us at YanksGoyard.com and on the official YanksGoyard Twitter account at YanksGoyardFS. Everyone, appreciate your presence today. It's very important, um, but one could argue that some don't deserve as much appreciation. That's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, don't appreciate every president. Uh, take down your John Tyler shrine and find Thomas <laughs> on Twitter if you want to explain the luxury tax to him. We'd appreciate it. Until next time, see ya. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.